Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. I'm filling in for Larry Kudlow. This is David Bonson. Uh, really blessed to be here sitting in Larry's chair today and really excited to bring on our next guest. He's someone that has actually been on the show with me several times as a fellow guest, both of us together serving as guest for Larry. But right now he's going to be my guest, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Joe Lavornez, the former chief economist at the White House National Economic Council. Uh, as you know, Larry used to be the director at the National Economic Council under the Trump administration. Joe currently is the chief economist at Natixis, a uh, giant asset manager. And Joe is as good as it gets, smart as they come. Hey, Joe, welcome to Cudlow. Thank you, David, for that very nice introduction. Happy to be with you. Thank you. Well, look, in the limited time we have, I kind of just want to turn it over to you and ask you what you make of uh, present market conditions. I went on my rant a few minutes ago as to why I think we give the Fed way too much credence in what's going on in the world, the market, the economy. Um, as you look out a few months from now, do you think all that's going to matter is the Fed funds rate? Or are you looking at profit outlook? Or, or does anything matter yeah. in the economy anymore besides the Fed? Sure. Uh, thank you, David. The, what I was struck about the Powell speech, well, he even said it, how direct it was. But it was interesting because they, they talk a lot about maintaining price stability, and that should be the Fed's job. However, unlike perhaps Bernanke and certainly Chairman Greenspan, and maybe to some extent uh, Chair Yellen, I don't exactly recall, Powell did not mention at all the fiscal aspect of why we have so much demand and why inflation is running perhaps as hot as it is. And, and that perhaps was, I don't want to say that was an oversight because I've got to believe the current chair is pretty knowledgeable about D.C. politics. But the fact they didn't mention the fiscal, I find extraordinary. Uh, so in that regard, the fact the Fed is trying to do everything, yes, I agree, you're exactly right. The Fed is, is, is being held accountable for too many things. But the chair should have mentioned that one of the reasons we have the inflation is because of the fiscal. And people like Jason Furman and Larry Summers, who both worked uh, for Obama, President Obama, and, and of course, Larry Summers prior to that, President Clinton, uh, these are hardly surprise, you know, supply siders, uh, uh, you know, Republican conservatives. And they were pretty, pretty rough in terms of what the administration was doing on student loan relief. I know that could cause inflation. So when I look at the Fed's comments that they need to destroy demand more, hurt demand more, and part of it's going to be in response to this inflationary student loan forgiveness, uh, it, it's likely, David, that the, the Fed's funds rate is going to go higher, but also the Fed is going, this is important, uh, is the balance sheet, which, you know, has not really unwound much, is going to have to shrink. I don't know how far the Fed is going to get because my sense is that as the liquidity really starts to be taken out of the market starting next month, that's going to have profound negative effects on risk assets, in particular credit, and that will then bleed back into equities. And we could see a significantly lower equity market based on my expectation that the Fed is going to be tighter than it's supposed to be or tighter than it should be, in part because of all this fiscal largesse. So if one believes, if one believes as I do, 
that the Fed will keep going until they break something. And yet, so far, they haven't broken anything other than, let's say, the most frothy sides of the market, crypto, the, the tech type stuff, you know, those 90, those, those PE ratios that were 90 that now are only at 40 or something like that. If, do you believe that uh, when credit markets break, then the Fed capitulates? Yes, that's always been the case. Every time the uh, on the downswings, uh, David, credit has always led the stock market in terms of when equities ultimately bottom. So that would be something to watch. And if credit, you start to see high yield spreads, investment rate spreads widen out significantly. That's going to be a telltale sign that there's more pain, broadly speaking, in risk assets, obviously including equities. Joe, thanks so much. Wish we had more time. What, a, what great thoughts? Appreciate you being with us, Thank Joe. You. Thank you. My pleasure.